0: Today's episode is not at all what I thought I was going to record. It's something that came about because I actually shared on social media something that I stuck into a folder and said, oh, I'm going to use this as a trigger for a post or something later on, and then I totally forgot about. And when it actually was shared out into the world through my social media this week, My reaction to it was completely different than it was when I initially found it. And I really started to dig into that because I was kind of laughing at myself for basically making a 180 degree turn on what I thought and how I felt about it. So that's where I went. This week was a little dive into a meme that I put out that simply said, don't play the what if game. Here we go. Welcome to the Born to be a Badass podcast, the show that tackles the subject of women and violence head on and shines the light on what women need to know and do to be safe. Here's your host, fourth degree black belt and self-protection expert, Cynthia Jolicoeur-Rude. Welcome to the Born to be a Badass podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Jolicoeur-Rude. Forbes magazine published a cool article in 2018 called The Genius of Asking What If Questions. Here's a section that caught my eye The Power of a What If. With a normal question, your brain quickly and transparently uses previous information, data, or situational experiences to concoct an acceptable answer. With a What If question, Your brain usually holds no previous precedent, paradigm, or example to rely upon for an acceptable answer, so the answer leads to a different area of the brain. When this happens, we often say out loud, great question. What if questions force us to imagine or create, often calling forth strong emotions. In another article from 2016 in the New York Times that was written by Warren Berger, Steve Quatrano of the nonprofit research group Right Question Institute is quoted, and he explains that the act of formulating questions enables us to organize our thinking around what we don't know. Berger observes that asking questions can help spark innovative ideas when some curious soul looks at the current problem and asks insightful questions about why that problem exists and how it might be tackled. Now, I believe that it's following the what-if question with the how-might-I questions that transform speculation into possible solutions that we can take action on. So this week, when my social media helper posted a meme that said, don't play the what-if game, I had a really negative reaction to it, which is kind of funny because I'm the one who included it in the materials for her to pull from for my content. So obviously, something about it appealed to me many months ago. I think that the reason why that hit me a little oddly this week is that because although playing the what-if game implies that it's a negative thing to do and that what-ifs are things that can keep you from taking action, It is true that playing the what-if game is actually a very useful tool. When it comes for preparing for the unknown and preparing for potential dangers, this is one of the things that we talk about and that we address in my programs. Because when you ask the question, what if X happened? Or what if I did Y? Then you can come up with scenarios. And you can come up with potential solutions and options for how to deal with those scenarios. And that's a good thing because whenever you visualize a scenario or a situation, people, behaviors, and actions, and you start to come up with ways that you can deal with them, what you're actually doing is creating what we call, thanks to Tony Blauer, our mental blueprints. And those mental blueprints are kind of like programming for your brain. They are cards in your mental Rolodex. And the big benefit to having mental blueprints is that if in the future you do encounter a scenario or a situation that is similar to something where you've created a mental blueprint, your brain actually can access the plan of action and come up with a way to move forward a lot quicker than if you have not. A simple way of looking at fear is as fight, flight, or freeze. And if you think about freezing, freezing sometimes happens because you don't have a mental blueprint of what you can do in a particular situation. Something novel occurs, and your brain just goes, oh shit, I got nothing for that. And you end up having to come up with a solution and a plan of action on the fly, which can be really difficult to do. So playing the what-if game actually is a very beneficial thing to do, as long as that is the kind of thing that you're doing with it. If your version of the what-if game is to come up with all of the possible ways that things could go wrong, you could get hurt, things could get broken, you might end up losing or failing, then that kind of what-if game definitely can keep you frozen. And this ties into what Coach Tony Blauer talks about in his cycle of behavior and the concept of the fear loop. When you have negative beliefs and negative visualizations, you have expectations that are quite possibly, quite likely actually, not based on truth or on reality. And then what happens is you get stuck, you get caught in a fear loop. And while you're in that fear loop, you're basically just stuck in a state of, boy, this can't be happening. This can't be real. There's nothing I can do. I'm doomed. There's no way I can win. There's no way I can get out. And for as long as you're stuck in that fear loop, you are not going to get out of the situation unless some external force intervenes and interrupts and basically saves you. Well, Who among us wants to have to wait for the noble knight to come riding into the rescue? In fact, sometimes the knight in shining armor doesn't have a clue what to do in a situation, and it's way better if we are the ones who know how to save ourselves. What that means is that we have to resist the temptation of playing the negative what-if game, because all it does is create a sense of confusion. All it contributes to is us feeling paralyzed, And incapable of solving problems. So, if you wanna play the what if game, play it from the positive perspective. Now, you can really go overboard on this, and you can spend a lot of time playing the what if game on scenarios that are possible, but not very likely. They're not probable. And although there could be some benefit to that, because sometimes shit happens in our lives that is really out of left field, it's bizarre. Weird, unexpected, stuff that we never in a million years would have ever thought would happen. But if you have limited time or you want to hit the most important things first, spend time playing the what if game with the things that are the most likely things that you will have to deal with. So for women, what would that look like? What if, as I am walking from my apartment to my bus stop, I get catcalled and harassed by a man on the sidewalk. What if that person isn't content to just hurl obnoxious words at me, but actually reaches out to touch me, or starts to follow me? What if that same person tries to interact with me on multiple days in a row? What if that happens and there's nobody else around? What if that happens at night? What if that happens and he's not alone? He has a buddy with him. What if that happens and he has a truck or a van parked on the side of the road not very far away? What if that person tries to grab me from behind? What if that person grabs me by the hair? What if they try to drag me into a vehicle? Can you see how those are great scenarios to play the what-if game with? Because you can piece by piece, bit by bit, start to come up with some ideas about how you might handle those things. Another set of likely situations that you might want to play the what-if game with are things like, what if I go out on a date with somebody new and I feel really uncomfortable? What if I'm feeling uncomfortable because the person I've gone out with orders my food for me at the restaurant? What if that person is asking intrusive questions that I don't want to answer because it's too soon to divulge that kind of personal information to somebody who's basically a stranger. What if that person gets handsy or tries to touch me in a way that I don't want? What if it's happening in a restaurant? Or what if it's happening in a movie theater? What if it happens in a taxi? What if that person has picked me up in their vehicle and I think I'm dependent on them to get me home? Can you see how using the what if question there can help you come up with some ideas on how you might get yourself safely out of that situation, how you might set a boundary and how you might deal with somebody who's behaving less than appropriately on a date. Another scenario that you might play this game with would be, what if I've been in a relationship with somebody for a while, several months say, and everything has been great. Everything's been wonderful. But today, something happens where we get into an altercation, we're in an argument, and he hits me or puts his hands around my throat or pushes me up against the wall and towers over me and threatens me verbally. Can you see the benefit of playing the what if game with that scenario and actually thinking about how you would handle that, what your options might be? There's so much more value to playing the what if game that way than there is to playing it negatively. If I'm going to play it negatively, it might sound like this. I'm really unhappy at my job. I don't like my place of work. I don't like my boss. I'm not getting paid what I think I'm worth. I'm bored. I'm not using my gifts and talents. I want to leave my job, and I want to start my own business, doing something that I actually love, where I'm in control, of my time, my energy, my tasks, my environment. That's a scenario that a lot of entrepreneurs that I know have gone through. If you're in that situation and you play the what-if game negatively, where you're going to go could be something like this. What if nobody wants the products that I want to create? What if nobody wants to hire me? What if nobody's interested in my services? What if I can't make enough money to actually pay my bills? What if after six months, I realize I made a big mistake? What if I'm really successful and all of a sudden I have more clients than I can actually handle? What if I need to create a new website and put the infrastructure in place to support my business and I have no idea how to do that? What if I can't find somebody to do all my back-end stuff for me? What if I don't have the money to pay for somebody to do that work? What if I need a social media presence and I have no clue how to do that? What if I want to create an ad campaign or launch a product and I don't know how to do that and I try it and it flops? All of those kinds of questions can come up. And I'm not going to say that there's no value to them because there is. If you ask that what if question and you get scared, and you decide that the prospects of being able to deal with the question are too big, and that you're not equipped well enough to do it, and you let it stop you, that's not a good thing. But if you let that question, and you let that apprehension guide you, and you let it help you recognize that there are some concerns, some questions, some issues, that you maybe need to come up with a plan for before you make the leap, then that's a good thing. So if one of your questions is, what if I don't make any money for six months? Then perhaps one of your possible solutions to that, one of your possible plans to mitigate that concern is, I'm just going to wait to make the leap until I have six months of living expenses squirreled away in a separate bank account, just in case. Or maybe you make the decision, okay, I'm going to let that be my motivator because I don't want to go six months without making enough to cover my living expenses. So I'm going to go all in. I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to bust my ass so I don't get into that situation. And I'm going to do it without a safety net. If I end up short, I'll deal with that. Maybe there's some expenses I can cut. Maybe there's a way I can save some money and lower my living expenses for a while so that I have a little bit less risk there. Those are some of the ways that playing the what-if game from a negative perspective actually can be beneficial. What are some other ways that asking yourself the question, what-if, can be a useful tool? Asking what-if allows you to try on potential ways of being, potential ways of acting, potential ways of interacting with somebody it allows you to role play different ways to behave and to handle situations and allows you to basically pregame or rehearse or practice how something might go. And being able to do that can help you uncover potential problems and potential opportunities that you might not discover unless you actually make that decision and you actually behave that way. So what could that look like? Let's say that there is a person in your life and you frequently get into stupid arguments that go from a simple misunderstanding to a heated argument to a big blow up and both of you walking away and vowing never to talk to each other again. Suppose that's a pattern that you have with somebody in your life and you ask yourself the question, what if... The next time that pattern starts, that script starts, or that cycle begins, instead of staying in the interaction as I usually do and having it go from the small problem to the medium-sized problem to the big blow-up and then us just splitting up, what if instead of staying on script like that, I just turn around and walk out the door, disconnect, and refuse to engage right up front? I refuse to get started on the script. I refuse to just even begin that whole cycle. Asking that question then allows you to play with what might be the consequences of that. How might things unfold afterwards? Well, that person may not want me to walk out when they're starting the script and they may try to stop me. So how can I deal with that if they try to keep me from leaving the room or they block my access to the door or they grab a hold of me so I can't leave? They may follow me Not blocking me, but they may just pursue me and escalate because I'm not playing the game. I'm not participating in the way that I normally have. So, how could I deal with that? They may just stand in stunned silence in the middle of the room, wondering what the hell just happened because I broke the pattern and I didn't behave as expected. What might happen if I leave the room and I come back an hour later? Would things have gotten better? Could they have gotten worse? Would that person possibly be lying in wait to restart the script and pick it up from where I left? Or would they have calmed down, like cooled down and moved on? Can you see the value of using the what if question to try something out like that? Can you see how if you perhaps role play that situation with another person who is safe to role play with, you might try on the experience of refusing to engage in what has become a habitual behavior? and interaction. Well, why would you want to do that? I would do it because it's fucking uncomfortable sometimes to step outside of a groove that I've been in for a really long time. It can feel very scary and can feel super uncomfortable. So if you get a chance to practice a couple of times before you do it for real, then it'll be a lot more comfortable and a lot less terrifying when you actually do do it. But you'll never get there unless you ask yourself the question, what if I change the script? What if I change how I behave in this particular scenario? And the really cool thing about that is that all it takes is for you to give yourself permission to ask the question and to allow yourself to try on some different ways of being, some different approaches, and some different decisions and behaviors. It doesn't mean you're committing to them for the rest of your life. It just means you're giving yourself permission to grow and to try some new things. So what if you reframe the what-if question from being something that takes you down a negative, constricting, and potentially fear-generating path to something that can help you tap into your imagination and creativity and allow you to generate positive possible paths and outcomes to difficulties, obstacles, challenges, or threats that you might encounter. Don't you think that's pretty badass? I do. This has been the Born to Be a Badass podcast. Stay safe and be a badass. You've been listening to the Born to be a Badass podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode and be sure to share it with your friends. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and a review. Tune in regularly for more exciting insights and wisdom on women, violence, and safety. And until next time, embrace your inner badass.